For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Hey y'all, welcome to Dirt Talk. I'm co-host Alex Horton of BuildWit on a mission to make the dirt world a better place. Uh, This week, host Aaron Witt has a conversation with Nick Drew of Diggerman blog fame. They talk about Nick's history as an operator, how he got into writing about construction, and the challenges of balancing a love of equipment with the demands of journalism. So enjoy this conversation with Nick Drew from the Diggerman blog. Well, this is a uh, pretty unprofessional production, so... All we really do is just shoot the poop. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it, huh? Okay. Um, Nick, can you just give us a background? Like, what do you, what do you do? What's your, what's your job? As of today, my job is, yes. um, yeah, I'm mainly uh, involved now uh, writing for Earth Movers Magazine is my primary job. Um, and obviously, I do the the Diggerman blog, which is hosted on the Earth Movers website. Um, but of course, that's expanded into you know the widest frame with uh, social media. So, you know, we're doing quite a bit on there these days, which is all good with the Diggerman blog. How long have you been doing the heavy equipment writing? Heavy equipment writing um, probably started in uh, two thousand and eight. Um, I was just posting on some uh, machinery forums, basically, you know, for like digger geeks who we all like to look at yeah. the metal, don't we? So uh, I was just posting on there one day and uh, a guy from a magazine in London called Contract Journal at the time, he spotted what I was doing and uh, just pinged me a message and said, hey, I really like what you're doing. Um, we're going to set up a, a blog. We're going to call it the Digger Blog, as it was then. And uh, that was it. So, uh, to be honest, I thought he was taking the piss to start with. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, a definitely a genuine thing. And he travelled down from London to meet me and my partner at the time. And uh, I just had a month learning to do it, you know, how to put the, put the pictures in, the text in and all the rest of it. And uh, just went from there, really. And I've never looked back. Obviously, in those days, I was still driving machines. Okay. Operate machines on a daily basis, um, and I continued to do that probably right up until 2015. So when it just became a bit uh, too much to do the two jobs. Really? How, how long did you run equipment for? 
I was running equipment for probably 35 years, I suppose. Holy smokes. Total. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it all started for me when I was uh, um, a young a young kid. My dad was a was a machine operator all his life, and so uh, he just grew up around it like so many others. Um, used to go to work with him on a regular basis. Um and then he got a big job on on a on a motorway project, or as you probably call them, a highway yeah. job, um, which was running between Southampton and Portsmouth in the UK here. And uh, he was there for three years on hire, and I used to go like every every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, and uh, just loved it. In those days, you were quite welcomed on site. There was never any issues with health and safety or anything. You just went there. And, so I had lots of opportunities to jump on things from around, I was around about 12 to 13, or I suppose age-wise then. Um, yeah, there was lots of opportunities. One that always springs to my mind is uh, as one Saturday morning, one of the Irish dozer operators was a bit, uh, shall we say, he'd had too much to drink the night before and he was still, <laughs> asleep, in his, still asleep in his caravan. And uh, they came up to my dad and said, hey, Jim, you know, can Nick, come over and drive the D6 for for the morning because Tommy's pissed up in his caravan. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was, yeah, 12 years old, pu- pushing tip over with a D6. Crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes it, it's good to get lucky there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're running equipment, but it was more, I guess, to write about it. There, There's a lot of people, they just run equipment and it's just a job for them. Yeah. And then there's other people that I feel like are just born to run equipment and love equipment and love yeah. everything about equipment. And I feel yeah. like you're in that latter category where it wasn't just a job. You just no. truly love everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I've always loved you know, the machinery, always wanted to be around it. It's one of my great passions. And I think that's that's comes across in the way I write about the machines. So, uh, and I've had people say that to me. They said, you, "We can tell from the way you write that passion is there, and it comes out in what you're saying, which is uh, what a lot of people want." So. When did you When did you start writing? What did you first write about? God, uh, I can't even remember what the first blog was. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember what that was. But no. Clue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> should have looked into that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that actual first platform, the, the blog platform, isn't no longer online, unfortunately. So, uh, couldn't couldn't go back and trace what that was. But uh, I've done a lot since. <laughs> what would uh, like? What would you write about though? What were what were the topics? I was just always looking for things, you know, of of, of interest. Um, uh, a lot of people would like to see the machines bogged in and stuff like that. Uh, yeah accidents bloopers yeah. as we call them uh yeah, yeah that that always seemed to be a very popular topic so i dig some of that out and uh i've also got quite a passion for the old kit you know i do like to talk about old machines from years gone by and i always notice on the stats that uh you know the page views go up when you talk about the old stuff which is crazy really because you know we're looking at the future now aren't we and uh there are still a massive audience who enjoy the old stuff. So, uh, yeah. The, the old stuff's interesting because the new stuff, it's, you know, you'd think everything just gets better with time and technology, mm. but a lot of that isn't necessarily true with heavy equipment, is it? 
No, no, certainly not. And it's something I hear a lot from people, you know. Um, a lot of the operators I talk to are saying, ah, it's all got too complicated now and, you know, yeah. there's all more to go wrong and with the dusty environment and electronics and that, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a funny one, that one. When you, so you go start writing full-time 2015, you stop operating. Did you miss operating at first? I did miss the operating. That's for definite. And I still miss the operating. But mm-hmm. what I don't miss is all the um, all the current health and safety that we're all um, pressed with these days in the UK and probably on a global scale, I, I should imagine, in most places. But uh, yeah, that's the only the only thing. You know, if you've got on a good job, great guys to work with, the camaraderie is just fantastic. And, and to be sat in a machine and doing the job you love is just brilliant. But yeah. Uh, Yes, things have got a bit harder now. And uh, I think, like with the younger generation coming in, they don't see the difference so much. It's what, what's been ingrained in them from a young age. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just uh, bite the bullet and get on with it. But uh, for an older school guy like myself and many others I've spoke to, you know, it's all a bit too much. So. Is it, uh, like, what's what's too much about it? Is it similar to the United States or what's what are, is a lot of rules? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of rules and the way you've got to do things. Um, like one thing that always springs in my mind is the, the bucket changing areas in this country. If you want to take a bucket off, you've got to track to a pen where the buckets are held. Really? But then, you know, I found guys would come up to you saying, you know, like the foreman, why aren't this foundation dug, you know, what? What's, what's the holdup? I said, well, we've been having to track half a mile across the site to change to a 450, then go back, change to a 600. Whereas wow. years, years ago, we would have had the, all those buckets around us in the immediate vicinity of the excavator and you would just do it there and then. And you, But now, because of these, uh, the rules that you've got to do all that uh, traveling about, moving buckets and there's fences everywhere. I mean, yeah, We've got to be safe and we've got to make sure guys go home safely at night. But uh, I think there's got to be some, you know, bit of common sense in there too. So That's crazy. I, I, I've never yeah. heard of that. You can't no. just change out. Because here you can just drop a bucket wherever you want to drop it. So when yeah. you're digging a trench yeah. or something, you'll have two or three buckets sitting right there. And depending on yeah. where you're at in the trench and what your material's looking like, you're just dropping them and picking them back up again. Yeah, well, that's always the way it used to be here. But uh, with the rules that have come in, quite a lot of jobs, you've definitely got to have a bucket changing area. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say all jobs. There are some jobs you go out on. They're a bit more relaxed. But um, I spent a lot of time working on house building jobs, you know, and they're yeah. particularly hot on all that kind of stuff. So Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because you yeah. hear especially home building is probably from a safety side of things, the least strict I've seen. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. The, like, it, yeah. They do some questionable stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're full-time heavy equipment journalist now, which is how I found you. Yeah. Because of online, you were yeah, yeah. doing it a hell of a lot longer than I have. And I'm yeah. a total amateur compared to the work you, you do. But what, like, what does that mean if you were to explain what you do to somebody that doesn't really understand it? Yeah, I guess it's um, it's just spreading the word about, uh, you know, the, 
as we call it, plant machinery, like the heavy equipment industry, yeah. you know, to to a wider audience. And it's amazing, or it's always amazed me, just how many people out there are actually interested in it. Uh, it's incredible. You know, the reach that I've achieved on, like, Instagram, for instance. I, I know you've mm-hmm. got more followers than me, but uh, I only went on there in 2015, and I didn't really take it seriously to start with, but uh, it's been quite phenomenal, so... And I'm always amazed where all these people come from and what, what, what is their interest in, in, in heavy equipment. But it's nice to see. Well, I that's why I'm so optimistic about uh, growing the workforce in the industry long term. Because I, I think heavy equipment is just so damn cool. It's just cool. You go to oh, yeah, every yeah. every playground in the world, there's going to be some kind of truck or yeah. excavator or loader or bulldozer, some kind of toy in that playground. Kids yeah, just yeah. love it. And I don't think it ever really stops. It's just people no, don't, aren't exposed to it as much anymore. That's when right. They grow yeah, up. yeah. Yeah. I always recall, you know, when I was working, it didn't matter what site you were working on. Like in the mornings when the kids were all going to school, you'd have an audience and the, they, yeah. and the mothers would have a real issue of getting the kids to carry on walking to school because they just want to sit and watch the digger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if you interact with them, oh my God, that was amazing. You know, you wave the bucket at them and all this kind of stuff. They get really excited. And it's nice to see that at a young age, you think, you know, if I've influenced one of those young kids to, to become a, a, a heavy equipment operator in the future, then I've done something good. So Yeah. Because we, um, we need these young people to come in the industry. Big time. Mm. What, so how do you get stuff to write about? Like, how do you decide what to write about these days? So, to be honest, I just, I just like troll the internet and then start looking for something that's of great interest. You know, I mean, yeah. I've done a blog on you in the past because obviously, interesting guy and what you're doing uh, and things like that. You, you can find all kinds of people, interesting people, to uh, to tell their story. So, yeah, uh, and then I could be on a forum or something. I'll see something. I think, oh, that's good. I'll, I'll you know. I'll do a bit of research on that and create a blog post out of that or whatever. Obviously, when I'm working for the magazine, things are a bit different. We get contacted by uh, the dealers and things like that to go and see particular people. Okay. So that that can be uh, almost self-generating, really, because you go and see one person and then someone else, they'll call you up and say, oh, we'd like to be in the magazine. Yeah, come and see us. And, and uh, yeah, and it's not just not just the uh, the articles now. I'm finding people who are contacting me to, to have photography done and videos mm-hmm. and stuff. The whole thing is just continually evolving and expanding, which is uh, really good. And we're doing a lot of, uh, we've got um, something going with my friend Peter Haddock and Mark Anthony of Demolition News, I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this uh, trio thing, like <laughs> almost, for, for instance, Top Gear style type thing where, you know, there's the three of us and I go out and do my bits and they do their bits. And uh, so we have this construction collective, as we call it, uh, which is really going well. And people seem to be interested in getting involved with that now. So that's another avenue that we're going to be going down. So Very so cool. Really good. Really good. Yeah. When, uh, so, so a dealer like, you know, Caterpillar, Komatsu, they'll have you out and it is it, they want to feature you know, feature a new machine or, and you talk about the machine or the project or a little bit of both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
just uh, earlier this week, I, I went across to uh, Kent, uh, another county at the east side of England, um, yeah. and I was covering a new Bobcat mini excavator, six-ton E60 R2, they call it, which is, the, we had the first one arrive in the UK, so I was fortunate enough to be invited to go and see that and have a test drive, and it's just things like that. Uh, everyone wants wants me or us and the other my other colleagues who contribute to the magazine to uh, go out and see these things you know and it's not only new products it's it's jobs that are going on you know much like yourself you go and see major projects and stuff like that so yeah there's always plenty going on and you've you've traveled all over the place for this huh yeah yeah it's been well yeah up until the <laughs> up until Colexpo. last year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think those uh, I met you at Colexpo didn't I and that that's yeah. probably the last time I went abroad so we, we were you know biting our nails that we uh, weren't going to get back from there at the time but uh, yeah you know before that yes we were going all over the place which was as, as you say yourself it's pretty cool to to be able to get off somewhere and experience different countries and you know get involved with the kit as well which it's all good stuff. Where are some of the more unique places you've been? One of my favourite places is Finland, of all places. Um, ah. I just love the place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't really put a finger on it, but it's just um, just a nice place to be. Everyone always very welcoming over there. And, uh, you know, they just seem to have some interesting machines as well. Uh, and Scandinavia in general, Sweden, you know, with the tilt rotators and all that spent a lot of time going out there because I've been something of a of a trailblazer with tilt rotators in this country I've been banging on about them for years and uh, we're finally starting to see a real surge in uptake in, in tilt rotator users now in the UK which is good so it's something I'm quite proud of so yeah all good I've heard like Finland Sweden you can't go anywhere without seeing a tilt rotator yeah, no, everywhere you go. And yeah. the general consensus is if you haven't got one on an excavator, you're not going to get any work. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because in the United States, they're still very, very uncommon. Very yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks they're, they're more common than they are because everybody on Instagram has one. Well, but yeah, yeah. Out in the real world, you hardly ever see them. No, no. Well, if it's anything like the UK, it'd be a real slow burner because it's taken a long time for the for the manufacturers to get a foothold in the UK. So Yeah. But as I say, we are now starting to see quite an uptake. People have uh, changed their opinions and attitudes towards them. Whereas previously what? thought they were a gimmick, you know? Well what, yeah, why, why do you think people are so slow to adopt new equipment this world? Well, I think it's uh, almost like fear of the unknown and you know they they look at these things and think, oh, well, we've managed for 30 years without them. Why would we need them? And, yeah. and also a, a big issue in the UK is uh, the price. A lot of people don't like the price of them because everything's, you know, everything's down to money at the end of the day. But that's just the way it is in the world. So. It's, it's funny, though, on like technology or even equipment, but not like that's, it's not a full machine. They'll, they'll go pay cash for an, a D6 any day of the week and not think twice about it. Yeah. But when it comes to 
10 grand on some software that's going to really, really help them out or GPS or whatever. Yeah. They just can't wrap their mind around it. And no. they, they are very, very slow about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? To, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Do you ever uh, go to a job site? So you're, you're going out to a job site, you've arranged it with a dealer or whatever it may be. There's a, a machine you're going to cover. Have you ever gone out there and they just don't, they're not really about it? They're not all that excited to have you? So I've certainly oh. been there. Oh, right. Yeah. Or is everybody uh, pretty, pretty easy to work with? Yeah, I can't say I've ever experienced that. I've had some jobs where um, the guys are almost reluctant to talk. You know, they don't. Mm. And obviously, when you're going out to these places, you've got to be able to talk. I uh, have an interview at least with someone who's going to give you some information. So you, you know, you need that information to create a story at the end of the day. Yeah. With no with no story, there's nothing. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Some people just don't want to talk. Uh, don't want to give too much away. It's all a secret, and uh, yeah. But that's very few and far between. I must say, most people have. Uh, very welcoming and uh, delighted to have us along and also you know over the moon to be featured in the magazine so yeah is anything really a secret in this world not really <laughs> not really yeah <laughs> yeah it's all just pushing dirt around isn't it yeah 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 why the secrecy is yeah so there you go how uh, all right, so you, say you're going to go to a job site. You're going to talk about a, a dozer or something like that. How do you even piece together a story out of out of a single machine? Like, what's the process? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, you've got to talk about any any new uh, technology that's involved, you know, the latest uh, updates on that particular machine, the benefits for the owner, and, of course, more importantly, for the operator, because they're the guys who've got to sit in it. So I like to, I like to focus mm. on on what's in it for the operators, you know, in terms of comfort and technology, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then you move on to, you know, to what they're actually doing with the machine and how it's going to benefit them in, in the long run on the job. So, so you'll, you'll interview the operator too? Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, that's very important. I want to get the guys' uh, opinions uh and their thoughts on the machine and the job in general. So. How does that work out in the field? Do you just you just use a recorder, and so you just talk to them like we're talking? Yeah, and then yeah. you go back and write it later. Yeah, that's it. Generally, um, I do do a bit of forward prepping with. Uh, I have on my iPad, and I have a list of questions which I've composed for a specific job. Um, uh. So that's how I do that. So I, you know, I ask them the questions, and I record them. And uh, then you've got it all there. And, yeah, that's, that's the way I like to do it. You know, in the old days, I suppose they'd have the pen and pad, but I prefer to use the modern technology. It's a lot easier. So. <laughs> are there, uh, for what you do, are there all that many people that do do this kind of work or not that many, huh? Uh, what, on the journalism side or the blogging? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, for heavy equipment. Not really. It's, it's quite few and far between who can sort of make the transition, I suppose, from machine operators to, uh, to doing this. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy one. What are, what are some of the, the struggles? Uh, it's just, um, 
knowing how to put it into you know transforming what you've what you've gained from from the interview into into, into yeah. the paper as, as such I guess yeah yeah so um, some days you know I, I will sit there and just have a complete mental blank and then I've just got to get up and walk away go out for a drive or something clear my head and come back and reset it's been the hardest part for me is 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 the writing so <laughs> how how much do you write is it every single day virtually every single day yeah but um, really yeah um obviously i do have to get out and get my material so i have some days away um and sometimes i might be away for four or five days but then you come back and you've got all that catching up to do it's like i was yeah. away last week and i've got story to do on that one and then next week I'm, a, I'm away up country again to see a, a, a new Takuchi mini excavator so uh, it's just it's just a continual process of getting out getting the material come back write it up and then of course I've got to prepare my blogs for every day or five days a week on, on the blog site so and then there's all the social media that goes with it it's pretty full on I don't think a lot of people realize the work that goes into it behind the scenes. So. It's, at least for, for what I do, I wasn't an operator for decades, so I don't have that no. authority. But yeah, they, they, they'll always kind of joke like how I have it very, very easy. And I do, like I don't work every single day. No. But it's, it's still a ton of work to, like oh, yeah. I've done what you do, put an article together about a bulldozer. It's, a compelling article about a bulldozer. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot to it. It's not. Yeah, it's is, not simple. Yeah. No, no, no. It's been quite a quite a challenge, really, for me personally to uh, step up and do this. But um, yeah, fortunately, you know, uh, I've got Graham Black, who's the editor of Earth Movers, who's who's gave me the chance in the first place to join the magazine. Um, he's been mega supportive and has supported me all the way along. And it's with people like the help of people like that that have helped me to succeed. So, uh, and Pete Haddock as well, uh, he's he's pushed me along the way and got me involved with Caterpillar quite a bit over the years. And they, those kind of people, you know, they're, they're just uh, the best people to have on your side. It's fantastic. With, uh, with last year and even this year with COVID, you haven't been able to travel all that much. How'd you, how'd you sort that out last year? Yeah, that was quite difficult. Uh, you know, we've we've had to um, get more creative and uh, find more stories locally. Mm. Um, I, I personally, I live in quite a rural area in the West Country of England, so um, I sort of decided I was going to try and hit up on some uh, agricultural contractors and do that kind of stuff for a bit, you know. They're using construction-related machines, but in an agricultural setting, so... Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, just managed to um, gain some material that way, you know. So just to keep yeah. it all going, because obviously traveling was out of the equation for a bit. But you could travel locally, not being stupid, but uh, just potter around. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I done it. That's wild. What for for. Earth movers, like who who reads a magazine like that? Is it contractors or just people to enjoy it? A little bit of both. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. You've got your, um, yeah, obviously your contractors, and you've got your hardcore sort of enthusiasts. They're they're into it. And, yeah. Uh, 
I think you, your operators, you, there are some operators who will buy it religiously. There are some who will just drop in a shop and uh, pick it up when they see it or, or take it or leave it kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's still sort of, you know, a well, well-respected well magazine and uh, still got quite a decent readership, I believe. I, I don't ever get to know the, the figures because all of us who write for it are, work on a freelance basis. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been reading the magazine since it first came out in 2004 and uh, to be on the inside working with it is, is just it's a dream come true <laughs> for, for a machine so you're, Yeah, no, and, and <laughs> I, I completely can relate there. Well, yeah. uh, so you're, you're freelance, so they, they basically pay you per article then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Huh. Um. Uh, what's what's the benefit of, of blogging so consistently? Well, I think you've got to keep, uh, you know, people people want to see something from you and they expect to see something yeah. from you every day, don't they? So uh, yeah. that's why I do it. Uh, yeah. Just got to keep pushing material out there. Uh, simple as that. Um, I do spend most of my weekends doing my blogs for the week, <laughs> which is crazy, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Man, has uh, has social media changed how you write or how you do your job? Um, not really. I don't think. No, I just uh, just stuck to what I know, and I keep doing what I'm doing. And yeah, you, most most people seem to like it. Obviously, there's some who don't like it, but uh, yeah, in the main, it's well received, and people are still enjoying it. So I just keep doing what I'm doing. What do you mean? Some people don't like it. Oh, uh, yeah. The- People online that give you the rude comments. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. I think any anyone who's uh, made a name for themselves on the online world will know where I'm coming from because we've all had it and uh, we'll continue to get it, I guess. But uh, you know, I've got a quite a hardcore band of haters online. But uh, really, yeah, you've just got to rise above it. <laughs> Why? Like, what? What do they give you grief about? I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. It's just, it's not worth uh, giving it the airtime, really. Oh man! <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess people people get bent out of shape about some of the stuff we do. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like your approach. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's hilarious. I yeah. mean, that's that's part of the reason why we made our skits look like a cow just to get people all riled up. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, there's a story. You can come to the come to the United States and look at our cow skid steer. Cow skid steer, yeah. There's a story. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, so you'll 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 you know, in a magazine or online, obviously photos are big too. So you'll be beyond writing, interviewing. You're you're photographing the equipment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Photos are very important. Obviously, uh, everyone wants to see a nice photo, don't they? So. Uh, and ever increasingly is uh, uh, video content. They they all seem to want the video content uh, on the social media, especially. So big time. Yeah, and it yeah. took me it took me a little while to get into the video stuff. Uh, and I'm no expert at it. I just do what I do. That's it. I'm I'm awful at video. I just found found some people that aren't aren't that bad, and they've helped <laughs> me out with it because I I. 
my mind does not work in video. It just works in still images and words. I, yeah. I just cannot put a video together to save my life. <laughs> it always helps um, to have what, a powerful person, doesn't it? So. Man, it does. Have you have you just figured all this stuff out? Like how to write and how to create a story and how to take photos? Have you just just through the process of doing or yeah, it was just, you figure all this out? Just, yeah, just, just from hard work, really. Just had to... Uh, you know, like I said, it was a complete career change to go into this. So obviously I was lucky I could still operate the machines while I was learning this. So, uh, yeah, um, like I say, up until 2015, I was still driving and doing this as a sideline. But uh, yeah, so I was, I kind of had my security blanket there. I could still, if it all, if it all went wrong with the journalism and stuff like that, I could always just go back. In the, in the seat and carry on driving for someone. So, but uh, yeah, that wasn't the end game. I wanted to see it through and do this for a living because it's just well, it's just the best job in the world. Really, I love it. Uh, what do you so, What do you enjoy so much about it? Well, it's just just get to get to write about what you really enjoy, all the machinery, and plus you get to see all the new machines. Yeah. I still get my fix. I get in the seat. Uh, demonstration day I can have a play I can you know I don't have to sit there and physically work the machine like 12 hours a day and go home sweating and <laughs> I can yeah, just have a play yeah. and uh, uh, enjoy it so and uh, yeah it's always it's always nice to see the new stuff so it's great stuff it is I, I have a lot of fun running all the different types of equipment because I don't have to load trucks for 12 or 14 hours a day like a lot of these guys yeah, exactly. I, I can understand how doing the same thing over and over again would get old yeah or could get old but when you're always doing different equipment at different job sites doing different things it is there's no way it ever gets old no 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 that's the, it's yeah. the variety isn't it you, you just seeing different things different people every day it's, it's just fantastic so yeah really yeah. love it yeah that's how that's how I started out um, was I was doing, I just started putting pictures on Instagram and, and, and writing little stories on Instagram. Yeah. And it was, uh, in 2017 and I was still working. So I had two jobs while I was doing that. I would just do it kind of in the evenings on the weekends Yeah, and was still working. So it, I, I wasn't expecting it to really go anywhere oh. and then it really went somewhere. So yeah. I got rid of my job, but it was almost a year of doing that while I was working. So yeah. it was nice to be able to do a little bit of both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How do you think, uh, how do you think things are going to change, you know, over the next few years? Do you think things are going to change? Um, probably. Just in the industry? In the industry. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, we've got a real struggle on our hands to find people to do the work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we need, we you know, in this country, we need to focus now on, on apprenticeships and getting young guys and girls trained up to drive machines. Because uh, everywhere I go, people say to me, can't get any drivers. You know, Do you know of any drivers? Do you want a job? I said, no. What do you think the problem is? Or I guess, how can we, yeah, how do I you think know. it'll get better? I, I, I think... Uh, People have, have gone, kind of got blinkered to this game. They, they think it's, uh, you know, it's a real rough, tough industry and, 
you know, they don't want to get up early and go to go to a site and, like we say, work for 10, 12 hours a day. They've uh, almost had it ingrained into them that you've got to go to university, get a degree, and sit in front of a computer for the rest of your life. But, uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like that. You know, this is the uh, the heavy machinery industry is an exciting one, and, and every day is different. Um, yeah, and there's and there's good money as well. This is what a lot of people don't realise. You can earn good money on in in the job. So yeah, I'd like you know want to see some see some new young blood in there really. Yeah, other than other than the um, the bucket pens, I mean the United States where we're at in the industry is pretty similar to where you guys are at. We're we're similar to you guys, Europe, Australia, Canada. I feel like everybody's in the same boat here. Everybody's going to that higher education yeah. or refined type of career, yeah, forgetting yeah, yeah. about the trades. And yeah. you still have to build stuff. You still have to move dirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything starts in the ground. That's the way it is in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. And it's an important job. And it's, it's a great job. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't understand really why, why people don't see it as a good career. But, uh well, yeah, let's hope hope that things change. Do you um, do you think you can write a little bit better than someone that's not all that excited about equipment or hasn't really run equipment before? Um, can I write better? Um, that does it help you like to really enjoy? I think what so. You're yeah. Writing about? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, you've got to be you've got to be really keen and interested in your in your topic. Otherwise, uh, you know. It's not going to come across right, in my opinion. So, yeah, I can I can relate there with like with photography. I just really love photographing things that move dirt. Yeah, but photographing anything else, no interest in it. No yeah. interest in it yeah. at all. And, no. and my photos of everything else suck. But <laughs> I can take a decent excavator photo because I am just so excited about that excavator moving yeah. dirt. It yeah. just gets me going. Yeah, that's it. I've had a, a similar scenario here with the, the other half wants me to take photos of the horses and I'm not really, I'm not into it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at. You yeah. know, I know it's a horse, but to capture it with all its legs in the correct place and I and the locks flowing on the mane and I just don't, I don't see it. I don't capture it. But I know correct. how to capture an excavator in full flow and it's just, that's just like second nature. So... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like you say, taking photos of landscapes and that—it's just not my bag. I'm not interested. <laughs> no, unless there's an excavator in that landscape, I have yeah, no yeah, interest yeah. in it. And it it's no. it's funny. Everybody thinks that, uh, yeah, because you have a camera, you can just take a photo or take a video of anything. It's yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't work that way. No, I no. can't do horses. A little no. bit different. <laughs> if people want to see your stuff, where do where do they go, Nick? Yeah, well, we're sort of plastered all over the place obviously the the standalone blog is uh on the earth movers magazine website it's hosted in there digger man blog then uh yeah i've got obviously on the facebook we've got a facebook group digger man blog facebook group uh i'm on twitter it's all digger man blog instagram obviously digger man blog uh and i'm personally on the linkedin but uh that's just as me, not as Diggerman blog. Um, yeah, and all other places on the internet, really. <laughs> You're all over the damn place. Yeah, I like to get splashed around. <laughs> you got to get it Jeez. out there. 
Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, and yeah. also uh, I tend to post on um, some of the forums that I originally started on, which uh, Classic Machinery Network, which was the first one I was posting on. And there's another uh, Swedish one, maskinistin.net. So I I still post all my blog posts in there because um, I just feel I owe them that respect, you know, to share my stuff with them because they gave, they gave me a platform in the early days to to start uh, posting the photos. So that's how it all started, really. It's it's amazing how many heavy equipment pages and forums there are all over the place. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't participate in them all that much, but no. I'll see them from time to time, especially on something like Facebook. And there's yeah. just, oh, yeah. there's a million different heavy equipment pages for everything imaginable. Yeah. It's gone crazy. It's like it just seems to be more and more as each day passes. So yeah, and then, it's uh, wild, huh? You'll find somebody has fallen out with someone on one particular page, and off they go, and they start their own page, and <laughs> it's just snowballing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, heavy equipment page drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. The wild, wild west. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, I. Uh, I appreciate you staying up a little bit and, and chatting with us this evening because I know it's a little later where you are than it is here. Yeah, that's, that's been a privilege, mate. Nice to, nice to chat to you. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it uh, going out live or whatever when you, when you post yeah, it. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully chat again soon. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Hopefully yeah, you'll be hopefully. able to yeah. get across the pond again one of these days. Yeah, huh? one of these days. Yeah, let's hope so. I don't think it'd be my expo, yeah. but uh, who knows? No, yeah, yeah, that's coming up, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently. September. Yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't be. I'm not going. I've got no plans to go anywhere abroad until this year's over. So. Well, all right then. Hopefully, I'll see you next year, huh? Sure thing. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Nick. Nice one. Cheers. Thank you. Dirt Talk is hosted by Aaron Witt and produced by me, Alex Horton. To connect with other people who listen to this show, use and search for the hashtag BetterDirtWorld and join in on the conversation. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to dirttalk at buildwit.com. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.